0: I apologize for the quality of this episode, but I hope you guys know that the laughter is real. <laughs> it's less of an episode about movies and things as it is an episode of just...
1: <laughs> Six Pack Double
0: Feature presents Pick 6, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Horror, sci-fi, crappy sequels, all the titles you know and love, plus beer. Tell us your picks, guys. I can only imagine how many clips you have today. Four. Four. 4 out of 6, huh? It's a 66 percentile. 667. <laughs> Say we have... stay seven. have 667. Hey, for days. those wondering, that crappy sequel's came out last year. Did it? Yeah, bummer remakes, bummer sequels. Oh, yeah, we did it in the summer. We sure did when the summer really sucked. I wonder what it'll be like here in 2021. Yeah, it'll be fine. Sure it will. <laughs> Bummer sequels only. It's, you know it's a it's a sensitive audio equipment piece. It's not a dildo for you to rub your finger. Stop. <laughs> it's so gross looking. It wasn't your finger so much? It was your eyes looking at me while you're stroking the. <sighs> it's just so gross. Mm. What are you drinking? Narragansett. The
1: time for Gansett. Narragansett lager beer.
0: Ah, Good hours. I'm crushing it like Quint. Uh, Editor's note, the reason bummer sequels or crappy sequels happened last summer is because we had a surplus of episodes and we wanted to put out some content. And 2020 was definitely a bummer sequel to 2019. (laughs) 2020 was a bummer sequel to several years, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, very true. We are... So, well, I won't say we're reusing uh, the credits that we would have used for then. We're using the credits that we intended on using for this season. And yeah. we we intended on using bummer sequels in this season. But stop. <laughs> it's not ribbed for your pleasure. Sick fuck. This is Six Pack Double Feature. It's pick six. I'm not Nathan. <laughs> and I am not Travis. It's not Jerry and Bill in the morning with a fart machine and the cheese grater. It's pick six. Use a cheese grater. Today is coolest movie characters. How difficult was this for you to fill out? Um, How did you decently because I'll be how did you play How did you rate not rate the cool? But how did you choose the cool? Well, when I immediately when I think cool, I think of one person, Arthur Fonzarelli, (laughs) the Fonz. He is not on here because Happy Days is a television show. Correct. But he is an amalgamation of characters Like James Dean. Correct. James Dean and uh, Travolta's character from... uh, Well, he wasn't... Horshack? (laughs) That was Ron Palillo. (laughs) (sighs) You sure you ate enough lunch? (laughs) I can't breathe. (laughs) Did you fart again? No. <laughs> oh I hurt. Please don't vomit. In here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a wind leak in like an air conditioning duct when you laugh like that. <laughs> <laughs> That was definitely not cool. Like the characters <laughs> I chose on my list, Travis. What'd you go for? Uh... <clears throat> How did you outside? <laughs> um, <laughs> I define. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Cal Salem Mall, Lincoln Mercury, Corps, and if you're a person that wants to own your car and not rent it, take advantage of the special purchase of a front-wheel drive 87 Lynx. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking Jackson 5 song, dude. It is a Jackson 5. No, I, actually, I think that's a Michael Jackson song. <laughs> don't Stop Till You Get Enough was le- like don't legit. Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Yeah, that was legit, like, Michael Jackson, not even Jackson 5, I, I don't think. Anyway, that's... Are, are you done laughing? Are you good? Do you feel better? Ah, uh, yeah that was Cal from Salem Salem Mall Salem, Salem, Lincoln Mercury Mercure back home Mercure yeah I'm Cal oh that was your Cal that's my Cal yeah not high on mescaline Cal that's my Cal go see Cal I'm Escaline. Go see Cal. Anyway. So how did you define your coolest character? Like, is this someone you wanted to be or just something that you felt was the epitome of cool? Bit of both. Sort of a detached, kind of devil-may-care attitude or sort of a, yeah, man, what's going to be is going to be. All right, all right, all right. Not on my list, but that kind of- That kind of- That's that, cool. No, there's no Matthew McConaughey on my um, either. Fonzie is cool, but Fonzie did not make my list, again, because Fonzie Television. Uh, is- not a real guy. <laughs> oh, but all these other characters on my list are. Yeah. So with that being said, I won the coin toss. For, I don't know why I fucking let you have the coin toss this time with your little outburst there at the beginning of class, but sure. We I won the coin toss because if we went in a different direction, you would be lost. No, you get confused as to what happens. No, your brain, brain has a shell, shell on, on it. it. What's your number six? Breaking me down, <laughs> that you know that's not my car that's my boss's car and something were to happen to my boss's car well I'd get in trouble lucky for you he's got a spare Fix it. (laughs) Ha ha (laughs) ha ha. Fuck you. I don't think we'll cross paths per se on this one, but we're definitely going to be in the same sort of universe. I can already tell. So you know who I picked for my number six? Yes, Hal Needham. <laughs> yes, that would be Cliff Booth. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Took uh, me a minute to figure yeah, out who the fuck I was like. That sounds, you, like who does that sound like? That sounds like that sounds who does that? Oh, it's Brad Pitt. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah, Tarantino has a knack for creating really cool mar- movie characters, but for some reason, I just feel to me the coolest character he created was using uh what hell need him as the as the uh sidekick to yeah. Burt Reynolds yeah um Cliff Booth Rick Don uh, Rick Dalton's stunt double you know he has that swagger about him you're completely unsure as to whether he murdered his wife <laughs> and i tend to lean towards that his wife had an accidental death and he's been m- misunderstood these and you know all these years but he just carries himself with such confidence that you cannot imagine anyone else other than Brad Pitt playing this character. I almost chose Tyler Durden and went, maybe not. Because Pitt plays, real quick, some fairly good... Did Venture do Fight Club? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So that is Brad Pitt playing Cliff Booth in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tarantino's ninth, oh, probably my ninth favorite of his. <laughs> Truly, I just didn't. It's higher up there than I initially thought, but it's it's an it. it this one is most definitely an acquired taste. It uh, maybe I uh, maybe if I watched it again, I, there's definitely there were parts I, I liked about it and I I, I enjoyed it, but it's not. I just really not a lot happened for my for my money. Nope, I get it. It's and I it's not for I'm, everyone i'm bummed to say that and to feel that way but i'm not i don't feel bad about it like like you should like it but don't kind no, of i thing. don't i don't feel okay. like i should like it because you never feel like you never seem like someone who like i feel like i should like it but i just don't i yeah. feel like i'm quote unquote supposed to like it maybe for you're some like movies, eh. but yeah um you're like once was enough for me Ah, once yeah. upon a time in Hollywood is once enough for me. Yeah, I'm good to go. Once upon a time in front of my eyeballs. My yeah. number six is if you could take the art of not giving a fuck and make up the skeletal structure of a man, but then imbue him with the sensibility of <laughs> not giving a fuck. You got to do what you got to do when you got to do it while having a drink and you still get 10 frames in. <laughs> that's the dude. That is the dude. Jeffrey Lebowski. That's my number six coolest character, like El Dudorino. If you're not hip to the whole brevity thing, yeah, sure. I, in my off time from my job, very often <laughs> go bowling. No, I mill around the house drinking during the day, wearing a bathrobe. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, would I to? Uh, were I to win several million dollars, you know, or come into some sort of windfall of cash, I would. I would probably end up living some sort of life very much like that. Um, not hermetic necessarily, but I think it's pretty fun. The way the dude gets around and the way the dude navigates life, I think it's just pretty cool. It's like, yeah, well, no, fuck it's fuck it. Fuck it, dude. <laughs> Let's go bowling. <laughs> Careful here. There's a beverage here, man. <laughs> that, that right there. Yeah. I, uh, no, I never thought about the epitome kind of of cool would be the, uh, I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. And... Whatever, man. Fuck it. What if you switched roles in that and Sam Elliott played the dude and – Jeff Bridges played the Stranger. It would still work, but it would be different. I think both could pull those. Be kind of fun. It would be interesting. The dude is my number six coolest character. Just, just laissez faire. Whatever will be, will be. Kind of dude. The dude. Oh, so it's the man of his time. Whatever will be will be it. What is it? Kesarasa. Kesarasa. All right. I'm, I'm guessing you have a clip. I do. <laughs> I, I hear it's it. Geico makes bundling our home and car it. It's not about Geico. <laughs> Two inches over regulation. It Thanks won't so fit fair. in your insert. Bundling made easy. Go to geico.com.
1: Listen, um, bring a single malted uh, Glen Geary for me and one for my boy Mikey here. And if you tell the bartender to go easy on the water, then this 50 cent piece has your name written all over it. Okay? I want you to run along because I'll be timing you. I'm going to keep time. One... Two, three, four... What an asshole. Baby, that was money. Tell me that wasn't money. It was so demeaning. She smiled, baby. I can't believe what an asshole you are. No, no, baby, she smiled. I I, she was smiling at what an asshole No, 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 no. She was smiling at how money I was. What I did with her. Could we get out of here, all right? Because I'm not going to pay for a Mike, what I'm the hell do out you want to get out of here for? The honey baby's bringing us a cocktail. What are you, now? nuts? You think she's coming back here? Baby, I know she's coming back here. Did you even hear what she said? You shouldn't leave without getting something for free. Baby, she wants to party. She wants to. I'm tired. We should just go. Baby, this is what we came here for. Now, we met a beautiful baby, and she likes you. She likes you. Whatever. Daddy's gonna get her to bring a friend. Now, I don't care if I end up with her, or one of her beautiful baby friends. I've I've been out of the game for so long, man. It's been like six years. Mike, listen, it's hard. I know. I've been there myself. I mean, not for six years or anything, but I've been there. The best thing you can do is just get back out there. It's just, I, I'm not attracted to them. I keep thinking of my girlfriend, and, and then I'm trying to, like, maintain a conversation with them. Oh, I- Mike, do you even think I know what the hell they're saying to me half the time? I don't know if they're talking about how hard it is to be adopted or how their dad can't show them affection. All I do, man, is stare at their mouth and wrinkle my eyebrows, and somehow I turn out to be a big sweetie, okay? And take this girl here, right? She's a waitress in Las Vegas, okay? But I bet somewhere inside of her, there is a very, very special dream. And no matter how <clears throat> hard I try, I won't... Hey, there she is, the most special lady in town, right? Yep. What time do you get off, uh, Christy? Six. Six o'clock, Two great.
0: down,
1: easy on the water. Fantastic. Uh, listen, why don't you call a friend and have her meet the uh, three of us at the Bamboo Lounge at 6.01. You got it. All right?
0: First saw this movie in the living room of Staff Sergeant Kyle. <laughs> And I have fucking hated Vince Vaughn ever since. <laughs> uh, uh, this is Swingers. Swingers. Trent is the character's name. Oh, should have been Dick. <laughs> for me, though, watching it for a guy in the mid to late nineties, Trent was to me to me the epitome of cool. Um, he yeah. was. I love talking down to women. <laughs> he, he was the. It was just whatever it is. That there he was did. That, there was a Vegas like swing upswing in the mid late nineties that that whole. I'm going to insult you just enough. Yeah. But it was just, he was one of the guys that you wanted to be, but even if you knew you were, even though you knew you were never going to be him, you definitely wanted a guy like that as one of your friends. He never loses his cool, gets all of the ladies, and the only time he is off his game is when he's had too much to drink, celebrating the fact that Mikey has finally gotten his groove back. and. (laughs) <laughs> There's that scene at the end, like, you're grown up and you're grown up and you're grown up. To me, watching that, I just felt like, God, he's just so cool. To what me, year not- was it? 96? 96. Fuck. That was the height of um, swing music was mm-hmm. coming back in, and, and a little bit of ska was starting to come back. It won't come back, but ska was a bit. It was starting to come back. Yeah. yeah or so- starting to get into the mainstream. Right. Not a good time. That's why I hate Kurt Cobain for killing himself because he the void that he left open was got filled in by that was filled by cunts like Vince Vaughn's shitty (laughs) (laughs) character Trent. Yes, it's like that Jedi mind trick. Was it? Was there not a sequel made to that called Go? No, the director Made. made a second movie called Go. Go. There was also another movie made. And written by, uh, not Vince Vaughn, but by, F- I think, Favreau. I don't know if he wrote it, but I know he directed it. He did Made, and it was... Okay. It also had uh, w- were Vince they, Vaughn and Favreau. Were they, they were, like, were they low-end, s- like, gangsters. Were they sequels in the same way Fish Called Wanda maybe, and Fierce Creatures were sequels? Maybe, yeah. Okay. I, I guess I would put it in that category, yes. All right. Um, yeah, I remember watching that movie, and maybe now, as an adult, I might, I might appreciate it, but... I didn't like it i, I never have liked Vince Vaughn. Never. What's your number five? My number five is another sort of devil may care. He's not the not like a leather jacket cool guy, but he's for the most part, he keeps his cool under pressure. Uh at one moment he's in the control he's in control of the situation, but the next moment the situation's out of his control, but he doesn't lose his shit. Jack he, Burton. He could steal a car Jack Burton, I wish. Uh <laughs> he could be stealing a car. He could be given a speech, but whatever he's doing, he's often flying by the seat of his pants. Fletch. It is Erwin Maurice Fletcher. <laughs> I am Fletch. Come on down. <laughs> Sid the Dorf Dorfman. Fletch F. Fletch. <laughs> What's the F stand for? Fletcher. <laughs> and come on, who doesn't hate Tommy Lasorda? I, I hate Tommy Lasorda. I do, <laughs> too. We talked about Fletch in uh, our season two. Three. Why don't you mute that phone there, Pimpin? Shut up. We talked about Fletch in our season three, so I won't go into too much detail, but he just just again to reiterate just that flippant attitude in the face of sort of danger or any any point of authority or someone that might be otherwise fucking with you. That's just cool to me, Mm -hmm. and that's why I chose Fletch. That's all I really have to say about Fletch, unless you want to add to it. Uh, Fletch F. Fletch is my number five. (laughs) Fletch F. Fletch. Esquire. My number four um, is a guy who came to the rescue of Joan Wilder in the Colombian jungle. His Ah. name is Jack T. Colton in Romancing the Stone. He is a contemptuous soldier of fortune. He's familiar with the area, cool under pressure, handy with a machete, and will gladly get Joan to the nearest telephone for $325 in American Express traveler's checks. He's still the rogue with the self-preservation first on his list, but he begins to soften a bit for Joan throughout the film. But there's just that matter of, I don't give a shit, and I'm here to help you out, and let's, uh, I'm going to- He's kind of an Indiana Jones for hire. Yeah. A little darker. Did DeVito write that, or was he just in it? He was just in it. That's a great (laughs) pair of movies. First one's better. Second one's horrible. I tried to rewatch it. It's still, first one's so good. It's still more fun than a lot of stuff, but. Rewatch it on Hulu. Tell me, come back and let me know. How. I, uh, my Hulu won't work on my shit right now. Oh, okay. Well, then shit's I'll all fucked up. Just believe me, it's not good. It's not, no, it's not as good as Romancing the Stone. It's not good, period. But, the first one is great. It's very fun. Is that the one that ends up with the boat going down Madison Avenue? Yep. Yeah, that's a good, yeah. That's where you need to end it. If you ever want to watch Romancing the Stone, just don't go to the sequel. Because what, is, he's, it's sort of a Remington, Yeah, it's sort of a Remington Steel type deal right she's writing She's an author right and she's trying to in the second one she's trying to figure out her next story and she's kind of got writer's block and, but I, I thought the first one was like she was writing a book and he kind of comes to life or does she No, she in the beginning of the film she's writing the end of her novel it's romance fiction right um and then she finds out that her sister is kidnapped in columbia and is trying to she's being paid, there's some type of uh, ransom for her. That and, typically doesn't end well. Right, and so she goes down to Columbia to try to find her. And that's when she runs into Jack T. Colton to help rescue her. Well, what a vacation. She, yeah, it was what it was a, great. What an adventure, gang. <laughs> <laughs> My number four, <laughs> I'm going to see, I'm going to keep reading these until you can figure out which character I'm talking about. Okay. It's uh, like we did with Fletch. So imagine being the most badass postmodern. Gunfighting bank robber of the future so badass that the weird quote big brother end quote government hires you to rescue the president you get a cool <sighs> nickname you get cool plane you get cool guns sign me up <laughs> so we went with this character played by kurt russell rather than correct Jack. okay snake Plissken. Snake Pluskin. coolest motherfucker this side of the future He was basically playing his his version of Eastwood. Correct. Right? Yeah. But. Yeah. Okay. Can't you just see them adding the line, like, every time someone met him, like, I thought you'd be bigger. (laughs) Instead, they go with, I thought you were dead. (laughs) Is that what it is? I thought you were dead? Or is that in the sequel? We don't talk about. We don't talk about the sequel, so I couldn't tell you if that was a part of that or not. I thought you'd be bigger. Was I think they just kept? I think else. I think they just keep. In the first one, I think it's uh they keep calling him Pliskin, and he says, "Call me Snake." Yes, that is the one. Like, there's nobody cooler than who's like a dude whose name is fucking Snake. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that the guy on The Simpsons? Yes, <laughs> that is the local hood. <laughs> Whoa, man! <laughs> All right, is he? Na- he's clearly named Snake after Snake Pliskin. It's very possible. Did you you ever know anyone? Named Snake? No. Did you ever ever, ever know anyone with a a snake tattooed on his body? No. Did you ever date a girl with a a dagger tattooed on her body? No. Everything else is cream cheese. You're good (laughs) to go. Wolf, wolf, wolf. Wolf, wolf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he just had that that cool, like, Old West gunfighter uh, sort of swagger about him. But being a John Carpenter character, he occurred slightly in the future? A weird, non determinate future? No, the future was 1997. But it was 1979's, 1980's version. 1981's version of 1997? Yeah. Things escalated really quickly. And then here we are in 2020, and, man, I would almost rather have Carpenter's version of (laughs) 1997 (laughs) than our version of 2020. What would Carpenter's version of 2020 be in 1981? Desolate. (laughs) Defcon Four, <laughs> Postman, is Jerry the contractor here? <laughs> Snake Pliskin. That's my number four. What's your number three? My number three is a gentleman who had a hard candy shell, rich but no soul, and it took a shrapnel to his heart before he changed. I think I know. Who is it? Batman. No. Tony Stark. You suck. Iron Man. He's the CEO of Stark Industries. It's clear that Tony Stark is extremely intelligent. He has created the Iron Man suit of armor under extreme duress, which was no small achievement. He's constantly growing as a human, trying to understand the world he's in, and trying to protect all while doing it with a quick line and the charm that only Robert Downey Jr. can pull off. Fair enough. Uh, one of the funniest exchanges is just the two lines between um, Captain America and, and Tony Stark is, Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off. What are you? Genius? Billionaire? Playboy? Philanthropist? I can't say philanthropist. Philanthropist. I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> philanthropist. Yeah, you got it. Congratulations to you. You get another beer. So you can't say it. Um, no, I just... his His character is very very cool and charming, and you can't help but not kind of like him from the get-go. Um, I have exactly zero friends who are millionaires, inventors, or superheroes, and yet I feel like I could easily hang out with Tony Stark and feel kind of comfortable, you know? There's that. I feel like I could just sit down and just, let's have a beer. What, what would you bring to the table in that relationship? Um, uh, beer. And then he would bring everything else. <laughs> You're Tony! On. Hey Tony, I brought you a beer. <laughs> mm. I'm essential. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I work in your IT department. Mm. <laughs> Here's a six pack of cores. You wanna play WoW? <laughs> this isn't two thousand and five. <laughs> you go fuck yourself. This is a Marvel MMO. <laughs> That's all you got? Iron Man. So the relationship between Nathan and Iron Man is you shat on it, skipping off into the sunset. (laughs) So are you like, are you riding his back as he rocket packs you guys into the sunset? Yeah. Are you are you guys holding hands like Lois Lane and Superman? No, I'm on his back. Okay. (laughs) He's the bitch in this scenario. He's the catcher. I'm the pitcher. Uh, I guess, I mean, I, here comes my number three, and it won't be any sadder. <laughs> <laughs> my number three coolest character always has an answer for everything. Is it the right answer? Always. It's always the right answer. Absolutely. Especially by his, his own perspective. Because there's often no other perspective other than his perspective. Um, he always is just perpetually seems tired of your bullshit. You've You've bothered him. You've opened the puzzle box and summoned him, and he wasn't ready. It's Pinhead. We're, uh, um, what's, we're the cool- what's coolest about Pinhead is he does all of that with... It's like, just a series the pins of, in his head? No, it's a series of one-liners. Usually they're reactionary. Every now and again, it's some sort of... Oh, pain. We love your pain. Your pain is so exquisite. Sounds more like a Muppet. Didn't I say that... Hellraiser with Muppets would be fun. Wasn't that an answer to a Chaser question? I might have back? been. Yes, I think that was a part of the uh, con error. Um... Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Uh, I think I mentioned him last season in our Silence of the Lambs episode. Doug Bradley is being a recast. Go check it out. For Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, get that. It's a good episode. A little bit long, but it's a good episode. Um, he has this almost Hannibal Lecter esque quality of being sort of a caged beast. But he's an he's the he's the big fish he's the big lion in that cage, and while he's kind of a prisoner, he, it still makes him when he's able to get out in any way verbally, visually, or literally into your world, you know, he's he's gonna run amok, and that makes him kind of cool, but dangerously cool, I guess. Dangerously cool. It'd be way cooler to be Pinhead's friend than it would to be to be his enemy. I guess is what I'm saying. I think everyone's probably Pinhead's enemy, but. Eh. cozy up as best you can, right? Is he a Cenobite as well as everyone else? He's the lead Cenobite. Okay. That was his credit in the first movie. It was Lead, lead centibite. not Pinhead. P- Correct. And then the fans nicknamed all the Cenobites, and he was the favorite and the lead, so he became name Pinhead. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the book or the novella, I think he was the priest. Priest or lead Cenobite. Is he from another dimension? Sure. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's from the well, the other side around of the, the corner. The other side of the food court, yeah. Not to, oddly enough, not the Cinnabite side of the the food court. He's that's from where the, they make the pretzels. <laughs> He's from the Julius Orange Julius, that's his arch nemesis. It's Orange, Orange Julius. Julius. That son of a bitch. <laughs> so citrusy, so full of vitamin C. <laughs> <laughs> Pinhead. My ears are ringing now. It's okay. Pinhead's my number three. What's your number two? Are you sure you're ready for this? I'll do my best.
1: Your best? Losers always whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Carla was the prom queen.
0: Really? Yeah. Fucking rolled my eyes as soon as I heard that clip. <laughs> Which one's the cool one in that? I don't... Fucking Sean Connery, John Patrick Mason. He's James Bond, but with a beard and thirty years' experience. Is he supposed to be James Bond with a beard and thirty years of experience? Well, yeah. I, I saw The Rock one time. You need to see it again. Is it's, that right? Yeah. What, what's cool? like? I'm going to be able to convince you to rewatch that when <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I'm Barney heard... Miller is going to be on. <time>. Fucking Gilligan's Island. I'm glad after 15 years of friendship, you finally realize you're not going to convince me to watch anything. That The Rock is a cool movie. Yeah. No, I didn't say it was a cool movie. I said. You said it was a good movie. I enjoy The Rock. It's a good podcast. What about about him is cool other than the fact that he's the guy that played James Bond? I'll take your silence as. Uh, No. (laughs) Uh. That's a good one. I like that. Yes, he was held in prison without cause for a really long time, but he adapts well to his surroundings once released. He's also handy in a fight, can easily handle himself with any weapon around, and just sort of embodies what you would want to look and act like if you finally reach that maturity and age. That's just, it's a fun character. He just plays it with a, who gives a shit? Losers go home and fuck Fuck the the Marx Brothers. (laughs) What? Oh, I'm sorry. I've had a stroke. So The Rock is cooking your number two. John Patrick Mason in (laughs) The Rock. It's a Michael Bay movie. It is. Strike two. What was my strike one? Nicolas Cage. I didn't say Nicolas Cage's character was the cool character, in case you were wondering. I wasn't. Ass face. Actually, I was at the beginning. My number two starts off really weird, and then and ends really, really weird. Really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your number two? Butthole. Miss Mia Wallace snorts heroin, ODs, not on get purpose, stabbed with adrenaline. Just once, though. <laughs> it only takes one time. I've heard. Only takes once. She, her character in Travolta, actually, I think they anchor Pulp Fiction. Hmm. I don't think it's on accident, but she's in it. Travolta's character anchors it. And she's the pivotal character, I think, in Pulp Fiction. The movie starts like leaning to the left, and then she comes in, and then it tilts and it is right side up, and then tilts to the right when it ends. But Travolta is the weight on either end of that. That wasn't even a joke. That that's real It's shit. only a joke twenty years later. It's only a joke if you think it's funny. But <laughs> <laughs> truly, story arc wise, she's the. She's the little point that tilts it. Travolta's on both both sides of that. She's the coolest motherfucker in that movie. I saw a picture online. George Winfield isn't. Okay, she's the second coolest motherfucker in that movie. But I Marcellus saw... Wallace isn't. No, not he's not as cool as Mia Wallace. <laughs> I saw a picture okay. of her recently online from a, a, a somewhere in Hollywood around the era of Pulp Fiction, mid '90s, and she's turned around and she's. I think she's flipping off the camera. She's got a pack of Marlboro Reds in her hand. Fuck me. <laughs> okay. If I was a woman, that picture would get me pregnant. <laughs> Uma Thurman. Fuck me, Wallace. Uma Thurman's the coolest motherfucker this side of a cucumber sandwich. Cucumber sandwich. Anyway, there's an action figure right up there. Got her face on it. The poster. That poster right there. Her reading a little pulp dime novel. Smoking the red apples. Don't they all smoke the red apples? She's a good dancer. She's tough. She can handle an OD without telling on you. Probably be pretty fun to go hang out with, see a movie. Especially after they have that bond, of him having the drugs that almost—do almost on. Do you think later there was like an inside joke, like "Hey, hey, don't go through my pockets. This is the scary. Got no, I got no balloons in there. This is scary stuff in there. Hey, all right, Mia, I'm, I'm gonna snort go. Out those statins. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go home and jerk off. That's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> all right, I, was, I didn't Ha always you once, not the three times. All right, all right, Mia. I turned into some sort of ham head. <laughs> Italian guy. You kind of turned him into his character in Welcome Back, Cotter, is what you pretty much turned him into. Vinny Barbarino. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Cotter. Yeah. Anyway, Mia Wallace, that's my number two coolest character. What is your number one? Well, if you've been doing the math. Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. That's from Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not the response you wanted. It's not at all.
1: (laughs) I I said to Nathan... I know.
0: While while he was playing it. He's like... I said, I'm going to come in with a thing. You need to come up with Cracker Jack timing. I said, I need you to come in with Cracker Jack timing with the the reply (laughs) to what I'm going to say. He goes, do you need to tell me what it is? And I said, no, we say it all the time. (laughs) You're going to know what it is as soon as I say it. He went, okay, I guess if I fuck it up, you can do it again. (laughs) I went okay, and then I came in with <laughs> and then I fucked it up. that's from Star Wars, and he went <laughs> <laughs> like a twelve-year-old in, in. I almost said sci-fi class, <laughs> biology, <laughs> penis. I, I know. <laughs> He's the original rogue with the heart of gold. How can you not pick Han Solo? I as, love Han Solo as the coolest. You cool wanna, character. I love the theory that the entire Indiana Jones franchise, whatever, is a fever dream that Han Solo had while in, in carbonation. Yeah, carbonation. Yeah, they turned him into a soda. <laughs> Carbon- <laughs> can I get a little, uh, can I get a hand in soda, please? Hand <laughs> soda. It's better than ham soda. When was the last time before today that you had any alcohol? Um, Three weeks ago. Oh. Uh, no. It's been a minute. It was just more spread out. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute for me. For For me, it's been three days. You can't tell that I wasn't laughing at all because of alcohol in this episode We're both a bit loopy. <laughs> We're not well, even... this is a loopy episode. No, i so sorry. It's fun. We should put this at the end of the season. <laughs> no, I just love Han Solo. It's, he values his neck <laughs> it, it, more than getting uh, caught by the Empire, and he, had, he does have that devil-may-care kind of attitude you know he's yeah he's a rogue all right just as long as lucas well, at least lucas doesn't do anything more to his character to make him any worse you think han is an atheist i wasn't a joke that was maybe it. agnostic because he said hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side i mean that sounds like an nra type of guy and they're typically fairly religious sometimes I think he's a spacey. Write in and let us know. A spatheist? Space atheist. Spatheist. a Space gnostic. Yours is better. <laughs> That's why you wood shop this shit. Thank God we're not recording any of this. What's your number one? <laughs> Sarah Connor. Uh, which one? Which movie? I I mean, which one? I, no, I meant which movie. Well, let me read my notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, really, Sarah Connor overall. She's not as cool in the first Terminator as she was in Judgment Day. Her arc in the two. I haven't seen, what's the new one, Dark Fate? It's good. I like it. Is it good? Mm -hmm. I liked, um, what was the one, was it Genesis? Hey gang, Travis from the future here. Um, I've actually seen Terminator Dark Fate uh, now, so this info is bad. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Not my favorite. I still think Genesis is better. We've talked about this before. I know we have. I like Genesis a lot. I could do Terminator, Terminator Two, Terminator Genesis, and then based on what you're, say, I, what you're saying, what are saying, I could Dark do. Fate. I could do. I've Dark Fate completely. Read. Does it turn the whole thing on its side? It makes you think that nothing happened between after. Two, like, so it takes Genesis out of the equation. Yeah, did you like? But did you it, not but like it plays Genesis? With the, but it plays with the timeline. No, I enjoyed the whole Gen- fuck. They've never I know, been I able enjoyed, to. I enjoyed. I enjoyed Genesis. No, it plays with the timeline to where you the the most logical movie that precedes Terminator Two is Dark Fate. Okay, and it's thirty years after Dark or after Judgment Day. Sure. Okay. John Connor's dead John Connery John Connery's dead I said John Connor but now that you say Connery that's even funnier what if Sean Connery played John Connor <laughs> uh no but the the arc Sarah Connor has from kind of being the damsel in distress final girl sort of I figured you might have picked Ellen Ripley to be honest was that a possibility on your list no I would she's a very strong character but it's different. She's, I don't, people interpret "cool" differently than other people do, and so Ripley's a cool character, but I don't. She's not cool. She's tough. You know, she's tough. Yeah, actually, Sarah Connor would be more of a tough character, especially two on. Correct. Yeah, right. But her, deme- I, I think I chose her more for her demeanor in Terminator Two, whereas the ch- ch- cocking the shotgun, which is not possible to do, cocking the shotgun with one well, hand. She and, did it on screen. You saw it. Yeah, well, it's a movie. So, it's not... Everything uh, in movies is real. Mostly. Okay, gang. Well, this has been a weird episode. (laughs) What are you Googling over there? William Peterson penis. Why? Uh, It's all a bunch of links that are just going to put a virus on my computer, so I'm going (laughs) to close out that tab. You were going to send that to me, weren't you? You 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 asshole. I'll screenshot it next time I watch. (laughs) For real, gang. To live and die in L.A. is a great movie. Just there's this one scene where William and his Peterson. <laughs> Williams Peterson. William and his Peterson. They share the screen for one glorious moment. I think they sing "Blazing Saddles" together. I can't be sure. They make a duet out of it. Mm, <laughs> they do a little nice. they do a little dance number. It's the soup of the day. <laughs> it's kind of. Like- is is it like that scene in Baseball? <laughs> it is. Oh no, not again! <laughs> but it sings that song from Manhunter instead. <laughs> not in a God of Davida. <clears throat> all right, gang. Well, all apologies for however truncated and weird this episode is. Nathan needs to have some snack food items. I'd like for you guys to take care of each other. Be safe. Be well. Wear a mask. Buy a t-shirt. Oh, we should have we, masks. We should have masks that no one will buy that say six-pack double feature or on Or just, just buy a regular mask and put a sticker on <laughs> it. Stickers are, stickers are two bucks shipped, uh, or uh, you get one for free if you buy a t-shirt, which is eight bucks shipped, and you could buy your own mask, put the sticker on it, and wear the t-shirt. Double represent your favorite person's second favorite podcast. Third on the left. <laughs> Which is us, <laughs> Six Pack Double Feature, and follow us, Instagram, Facebook. Ignore us. Ignore us on Twitter, because we don't do anything on Twitter. Twitter's dumb. I got off Twitter because I embarrassed myself on Twitter. Yeah, we know that story. I'm I heard keep, it last year. I know. It's my thing now. Oh. It's a, okay. thing. It's a thing that I say. It's great. No matter what you do, stay off the moors.
1: Pick Six is a Clopac Media production. Like and follow them at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or buy a t-shirt and sticker at sixpackdoublefeaturepodcast.com. And wherever you pick six, pick six responsibly. Nobody knocks
0: off an old man in my neighborhood and gets away with it.